separate wings of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's you've got like a line down the middle of the house. Like this is your half. This is my half. Right? This I is don't. This is the half that I go to when I need to pick my team for Fancy Family League, right? You can't come into this half of the house. We transverse in the other part of the house. I think it's a simple line that we can draw, and I'm sure both of us will agree with it. Yeah, I'm sure she'll have no qualms with that. As long as you've got your own office cam with, like, I expect, like, sort of, like, a little statue of, like, Salah in one corner, <laughs> and then, like, every, like, every, like, main player that's, like, one new, one new FPL throughout the years. spreadsheet of yeah. the season's FDR ratings like, and... Yeah, well, it's like it's like Ben Crellin's spreadsheet, but like it is the wallpaper. Like. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of FPL by Dummies, brought to you by your hosts Josh, Tom, and Cam. It's it's an absolute jam packed at the moment, and I know you think these podcasts are coming literally every day, and I hope you're enjoying the daily content. Um, it feels like daily pain to me. Um, I don't know about you boys, but it's literally just like each day I feel like I've got some form of fantasy pain to deal with. It's like, you know, usually you just sort of think, what do I need to do today? I need to eat, I need to work, <laughs> and I need to sleep. But actually, I'm currently eat, work, sleep, mourn over fantasy football <laughs> each single day. Um, how are you boys feeling this week? I'm just going to get it out of the way. I benched 30 points again this week. <laughs> I was like, I just knew Leeds were going to cause me pain. Um and lo and behold, everyone who everyone else owns returned yesterday night. So Dallas with an assist clean sheet and all bonus. Bamford with another goal and Rafinha with a dubious assist once more. Saw my rank plummet. I think I was like 20 points above average and I've been that's been like whittled away to three points. So um, yeah, red what arrows this week. On in the end? 61, bearing in okay, mind. So what was the average? 64? 58. Oh, okay. And I finished on 65 and I still dropped. God, yeah, I, I dropped as well. <clears throat> it's just so annoying because all of the, yeah, I mean, I would have been on like eighty-eight points, eighty-nine points. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know what's I, going I, on there. But. I didn't bench thirty. That's pretty good going. But I did bench Calvert Lewin, Che Adams. So I did bench seventeen. Um, so it could have been far better for me as well. I don't know what you're talking about. What what game week is this? There's not been a game week twenty-three, has there? Or no, I Tom, scorched. I think, I think I what s- happened was you got um, 40-something points, was it? Yeah, yeah 44, 44 points, yeah, yeah. No, that's what happened. No, this you didn't miss end. it. This is the end of your run. <laughs> I know. This is it, it's you're your luck run. Well. Now, mate. That's it. <laughs> Honestly, I think the saddest thing was like, I looked at my game week rank this week and like, you know you've had a bad week when you've fallen 100% behind those people who made a team in game week one and haven't changed it since then. And so I, I finished 6.5 million <laughs> this week. Like, there's definitely people who go like, yeah, oh, I've done it for, you know, you get to you get to about game week four and then they sort of forget about the team and then like, oh, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother doing it. And somehow all of those people have still managed to beat me They sign up to the work league went, so. and then they just go, they do it for a couple of weeks and then they just forget about it. Would you say, is that your record yeah. you would say this week, that your lowest finish? That's my lowest finish. In, in yeah. game week five There's and game pe- week six, I had six point one and six point four million respectively. Bearing in mind at that point, there was <laughs> less, people, as less well. people. Um and that was when I ended up yeah, four okay. millionth overall. But yeah, I can I can relate to you. I haven't been there since. Um, I've been five million yeah. into game week twelve, but uh, and and four point eight million in game week twenty one. But yeah, it's it's not yeah, a nice no, place after, to be, is it? After five fantastic game weeks where I've had I think everything's been in the top 500,000 finishes every game week. To go back to a finish like that has been depressing. You know, it's very depressing. You know, actually. I said about those people at work who sign up to the work league and forget. There's a yeah. guy whose total points is 1,012, and he got a better score than you this week, Tom. <laughs> Get in. I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't love it to watch it. No, it's absolutely. It makes me sick. It makes me sick. Silver and lining. Then, this week. Make... Silver lining. Mm. It was bloody worth owning Son. He's actually done something. That was nice. Congratulations, Mr. Silver. I actually brought someone into my team who I have avidly voted against for the whole season and not been punished completely. Um, one return in three games, still not what I was hoping for. Um, but uh, And he's currently sat on my bench. But uh, he was uh, that was my silver lining, I think, for this week. We take those. Yeah, mine's, mine got... I think mine just got from worse to worse. I've just realised my two transfers this week, which wasn't for a hit because I had two transfers, um, netted me minus five points as well. So, Yeah, I mean, I just took out stuff. Salah. Did I? I took out Salah for Rashford and 
I took out... Who did I take out? Who else did I transfer in? Oh, I transferred in Nick Pope for um, another crappy goalkeeper, uh, Johnston. So, you know, netted minus yeah. two or something. Pathetic. But um, I feel happy without Salah in my team, if I'm honest. So. Yeah. I've realized even actually, I've just realised as well, that, uh, and we'll come on to it a bit later, I think, but Ricardo Piera was my best performing player so I called it I called it a few weeks ago and he's come in and done bits for me so yeah, we won't mention the elephant in the room that is James Justin <laughs> no yeah who uh, so he's the same as, he's the same as game week 23 in my memory to honest scorched scorched from it some Leicester player mate yeah should we move on to some oh, team right. reviews who wants to go Let's first someone's chomping at the bit go on then I will um, so <laughs> who have I said I'm going to review this week I probably should check shouldn't I it's definitely Arsenal isn't it it yeah, is the Gunner Boys. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. So, um, just it's just a quick one on this. Um, I think we all got quite excited about Arsenal's return to form and how great the the discussions around Saka, Smith Rowe, Lacazette, um, Rob Holding was probably in that discussion. Tierney when he's fit was probably in that discussion. And there's a lot of players as like, oh, this is exciting. Like Arsenal are now back. I think all we can say now after the fast past two results. Losing to Villa 1-0 and then losing to Wolves. I think it was 2-1. Yep. They, to be fair, they played quite well in the Wolves game. Um, they were apparently yeah, dire in the Aston Villa game. by the, um, the, red, the sendings off. I mean, they were both red cards, but it scuffed yeah. them after that. But I think, I think at the moment, again, there's just probably better options elsewhere. Um, if every one of those players... If I think of Lacazette... I think of DCL, I think of Antonio, I think of Bamford, I think of Adams, I think of Watkins, and I go, there's too many strikers for me to um, to actually want uh, someone who's more expensive than them right now. Um, when I look at Emil Smith-Rowe, I think, okay, I mean, he's a filler, but I already have my fillers in uh, Suchek, um, Gundogan. Now, either Tom's being very still or we've lost Tom, one of the two. Um, I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> but we'll continue as normal. Um, yeah, but you lose Suchek, Gun- you've got Suchek, Gundo, um, Rafinha, who aren't much more expensive and act as a filler anyway. And you've already got cheap strikers because you're not spending much on your strikers. Uh, and then finally, uh, you've got the Tierneys and the Rob Holdings. Rob Holding, get Dallas. Um, Tierney, get Stones. So there's like, unless you really feel that you have everybody you need and one of them's essential um, and a great differential, I just don't think you want to go near Arsenal anymore. Um, it's just to kind of get people thinking that mindset rather than the one which is, oh, Arsenal are exciting. Because I just don't think they're as exciting as they thought. No, I mean, I think they were exciting for the time that we were talking about them, but they've kind of come out the other end of that and their fixtures don't kind of lend themselves to... Yeah, that feeling of excitement. They've got Leeds up next at home, which is obviously, you know, it, it's green on the fixture difficulty rating, but I don't think that's an easy game. Um, then followed by Man City at home, Leicester away. Um, two quite tough fixtures, which, yeah, I wouldn't be holding any Arsenal defenders for. Um, and yeah, you're totally right that in their attacking options, there are just better options elsewhere in the game. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and Tom, I know you don't have an opinion on Arsenal, so we'll move on. Uh, Tom, uh, who was it? What was your team? Um, I've gone with Burnley this week. Uh, just on the Arsenal, I think it's really funny the fact that uh, Martin Odegaard's about to drop in price tonight as well. Bear in mind he's only been in the game for about two weeks. Well, that's because he doesn't start, like I told mm. you last week. But I love the fact that enough people got him in to get him back out. Yeah, to, uh, because people got cause a, people cause get a price excited drop. about new people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Odegaard, God, that guy's a wonder kid, isn't he?" That's what the casual thinks, and I think. He may well be a wonder kid, but he's not going to start until he proves himself. And that could yeah, be luckily he's not week, kid that, anymore. That could be next week, or it could be four weeks. But until he starts, don't bring in a player that doesn't start for your team. But no, I've got nothing to say on Arsenal, so I'll move on. Um, my team review this week is Burnley. Um, everyone, everyone, and their dog seems to be deciding to get in Burnley players for the double game week. Um, I don't really get it. Is, are these the people that um, are knocking in around six million with you, Tom? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's sort of, well, I'd say, like six million downwards. Who's captaining? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I don't really get it. Um, they're playing, okay, the fixture that, the two fixtures they have are well, away from relatively me. good. Um, but Burnley have been relatively bad in terms. So, everyone, if we're talking about Burnley as a whole, obviously no one's getting in their strike force because it's not like they're banging in goals left, right, and centre. Um, I don't think there's any 
Burnley players that particularly uh, come to mind when it comes to the strike force. Anyone come to mind, guys? No, I mean, it's, really? it's Ashley Barnes or Chris Wood who's going to score a goal for them, but they're not exactly prolific themselves, so... Yeah, to be honest, their best goal threat is probably James Tarkovsky, so um, that's who most people have been I've been talking about getting in. Uh, Nick Pope obviously is the obvious choice of people getting in, and he is no, no doubt England should be England number one and is the best goalkeeper, English goalkeeper in the league. The problem is Burnley aren't keeping really any clean sheets at the moment. So um, in the last four games, obviously they've played Man City and Chelsea in those last four games as well, which obviously were tough games, but they conceded two to Villa, uh, two to Chelsea, two to Man City, and conceded one to Brighton. They kept a clean sheet against Liverpool, but then the two games before that, they conceded to West Ham and they've also conceded to United. They aren't conceding like millions and millions of so shots, but I just don't think they're going to be that... They're you know the chance of Palace getting one goal, and the pants, the chance of Fulham, who, who's expected goals against who did they play on the weekend? It was nil nil West Ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their expected goals against West Ham were one point four, which is relatively high. And I think they were unlucky to score by the sounds of the game. I didn't watch it because it sounded boring, apart from the Suchek incident. Um, yeah, I just you know if they get one clean sheet in that, I think there's. I just think there's, and then if you're forward planning, I don't think there's a Burnley player that really you want in long term. Obviously, Charlie Taylor's out injured, so he's the only, he's the only one that I want in. So he's the only one anyone really, wants in. Who else? Exactly, he's the only one, only one you anyone wants. So I don't really get it, to be honest. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that. I think it's situational. So you you have to when you're looking at your team. And this is, I mean, this is going to be bloody obvious and it's going to be like, well, actually, why don't you talk in this term every single time? Because it'd be really helpful. It's like, well, the answer is because we don't know what your team is. Um, But if you have, for example, my team, I have Cancelo, I'm happy with him. I have Stones, I'm happy with him. I have Soufal, I'm happy with him. I have James. And go through the whole team, I'll say I'm happy with everybody. So if I have a transfer that's going to roll over, where can I maximise points? And the answer is my two goalkeepers are McCarthy and Johnston as of before last week. So I'm looking at four fixtures at the time and saying, okay, so their fixtures are Brighton at home. Forget kind of how they're playing. Crystal Palace away. West Brom at home in a double game week, obviously, um, with with that one. Uh, Oh, sorry, no. Uh, And then West Brom at home after the double game week. And their their other fixture is um, the Fulham at home. They're not good teams. Irrelevant whether they're playing okay. For me, versus McCarthy, who's got Wolves at home, um, obviously just got, they just are on an absolute losing streak as well. Um, They've just conceded nine to Man City and then three to Newcastle. Um, And they barely, I don't, well, they've lost, they conceded three to Arsenal, conceded one to, they've not kept a clean sheet in in ages, it feels like, um, since the Liverpool game, actually, in game week 17. Um, and I've got Johnston, who literally I'm more confident they'll get me negative points than positive points. That then means that Pope maximum brings a lot of more points to my team. A lot more. Unexpected points. Especially because you've got a double game week. So do I agree with your statement that you should get you should be getting any Burnley players in long term? Uh no, don't get them in long term. I agree with that. But in the short term, I can get the temptation if you have someone like a McCarthy who's now got Wolves at home in a single fixture or uh, I think Martinez has Brighton, so that's okay. But you're like, I've actually got two chances to keep a clean sheet. And at the minimum, I'll probably get four points in those games. It's very unlikely that he's going to concede more than two without saving more than three. So because he's a good keeper. So I think that logic for me, I'm like, it's where you're maximising your points. So you don't want to get in a Bernie player if it's not the most urgent thing. But if you have a luxury moment like me, where I'm like, I don't really want to upgrade anybody, then I want to upgrade my keeper and Nick Pope makes a lot of sense. It's a long yeah, way to say uh, that. Yeah. No, I do get it. Um, I, I, and I'm not saying don't focus on double game week players. I just think there's better... I think there's two other teams which I'd focus on more so for the double game week Who, than, who would you bring in Burnley. as a goalkeeper as opposed to Pope? Who would I bring in as a goalkeeper yeah. instead of Pope? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't focus on a goalkeeper. I'd look at other ways in my team to improve okay, double game. But if week. you're happy with that, if if, if your goalkeeper's where you feel that you're going to get the least points in the point, place oh yeah, you, sorry, where, fine, okay, yeah, because you have to look at you, you if, have to look at. So if if it's like you've got, so you've got one Man City defender, and you've got Reese James as the person that you could upgrade. It's like, well, Reese James is Newcastle at home, and he has an expected points of four. 
and the Man City defender has an expected point of 8. Pope currently has an expected point of 8, and my goalkeeper currently has an expected point of 1, so that's a max, that's 7 more points as opposed to 4 more points. It's just that's that's the way I'd look at it. I would that's why I would say people are getting behind Burnley players because they have players in this game week that have very low expected points, and the Burnley players relative to them have very high expected points, which is why no one's bringing a Burnley striker despite them having two games, because everyone there's a load of strikers who do have high expected points. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but I will not be getting any Burnley players in. Yeah, and my recommendation is don't do it. Yep, yeah. and I would actually. Kind of agree, unless you absolutely feel that they're the best option for you, which yeah. is very situational. <laughs> and we all agree, which we makes got there, we got there, happy and right in the world. Yeah, and we all live happily after. <laughs> Moving on swiftly onwards, um, I thought I'd talk a little bit about Southampton this week. Now, let um, me tell you something about Southampton. You got to consider who is your next best option. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Uh, Newcastle right now, yeah. um, on the back of their three-two win. Um, yeah, I don't know really what's happened to Southampton. They were pootling on quite nicely in the top seven, top eight teams, and of late they just haven't picked up a result since they uh, so so famously beat Liverpool. They um, haven't picked up a point, have they? They lost away against Leicester, three-one at home to Arsenal. Uh, 1-0 at home to Villa, and then obviously 9-0 away, and then 3-2 away against Newcastle. So, um, not really sure what's happened to the boys um, on the south coast. But um, they have... Mm, it's an alright fixture schedule coming up, but the person I wanted to speak about most was James Ward-Prowse. Um, he's kind of gone under the radar a bit this season. Um, he's on 98 points total, um, which is only 8, is it? Eight less than Suchek on 106. Um, now, he obviously is slightly more expensive, but he's on all Southampton set pieces and a lot of kind of situations where you wouldn't expect someone to score from a direct free kick. He's just got ridiculous ability. Like, despite knowing that, I still, when he lined up for that free kick against Newcastle, I was still like, nah, he's not going to score this. And he ripped it right in the top bins. Um, I think also importantly for them, obviously they have conceded a lot of goals lately. But Vestergaard is back fit, um, and he was really important for them at the beginning of the season when they were playing well. So, I don't know, this this is like a little bit ahead of the curve, predicting an upturn in form for them. But um, they could have some worthwhile assets, and I think Ings is just fixture-proof, so he just scores against all and any team, so he's never a bad option to have. Um, but yeah, I don't know what you boys think about Southampton players. Hmm. Yeah, um, uh, no, I agree with you, Chance. I think there's some a couple of good options in there. They've got um, some likely double game weeks coming up themselves yeah, they've got double as well. In 25. Which, double in 25, and then there's a potential in either 26, 27 or 28 to get a couple of uh, another extra game. I think it's only like if they beat Water, something oh, the FA Cup is just weird. Yeah, this, this year and double game weeks just <clears throat> fuck off. It can just fuck off, can't it? But um, yeah, I do like I do like um, Southampton. I do like their strikers, but other, other than that, I'm not sure about James Ward Prowse. I think there's better options it, in midfield. It is interesting, though, isn't it? Talking about Southampton, uh, a, a player. Let's look at the people that owe people own. So Che Adams is only four point four percent owned. No one really has him. Who the highest owned player at Southampton? I'd imagine is McCarthy, seventeen point two percent owned. Um, based off linking back to the Burnley discussion. In that week, in game week 25, Southampton have a double game week. They have Chelsea at home and Leeds away. Burnley have West Brom at home. Who do you start? Do you start Nick Pope or McCarthy? Who Nick do you actually Pope. feel more confident? Yeah, that's t- it's tough, isn't it? Because I'm not sure if I just go with the logic of... I'll have to have a look at the expected points and just see and, and maybe just make my decision on that. But there's there's a, I agree, there's sort of... I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... The problem is, is it's, it depends on whether you can afford to hold them, really. I think the problem with James Ward-Prowse is he's probably sat in that position of someone that really someone else could... like. It's unlikely you have James Ward-Prowse and a Gundogan Suchek. If you do, then you're spending money somewhere else, and I don't know where you're spending it, because there's mm. nowhere to spend it. Vardy, Kane are both out. Aguero's out. Where's your money? So, uh, so but quite frankly, it's probably replacing that kind of fifth filler. You've probably got something of Salah, Son, um, 
Uh, Harry's back, isn't he? Oh yeah, sorry, Harry's back now, but people wouldn't have owned him retrospectively. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just yeah, yeah just. Yeah. Um, and you've got maybe a Madison. I, I just it, it, you can't really afford to hold James Ward Prowse, in my opinion, when there's so many good options in his price point. With a McCarthy, you could probably put him on your bench and just say, "Hey, look, I have another goalkeeper who has a good a couple of good fixtures, which is what I've done." And McCarthy's fixtures get better. Um, or a Che Adams is like, I couldn't really bring anyone. I need to probably take him out, which is what I'm thinking, because Bamford and Antonio, DCL are all starting to return. It's just like, I can't afford to hold him. Um, so it's, it's a tough one. I, I wouldn't bring any in, but I would hold if you can. You might suddenly pick up my dad's singing in the background. So I want to all the listeners if you suddenly hear some random pop at this point. Yeah, I mean, their fi- yeah, their fixtures don't look the best on paper, but Wolves are a little bit out of sorts. Um I'm not entirely convinced by Chelsea. Um, they've had a few decent fixtures of late. Um, so Sheffield United aren't world beaters. Um, and the goal they conceded was ridiculous. It was just a miscommunication. But um, as I said, I can it could very easily stay as current form suggests that Chelsea are going to go there and win. But I could see an upturn for the books there. Um, Leeds is always going to be an open game, uh, particularly at Ellen Road. Um, but yeah, just... Uh, a thought no I think it's interesting yeah. I think it's basically what could we agree on um, don't bring them in but hold if you can mm. the only person I would bring in probably is Ings um, yeah, yeah I agree yeah just as a differential and someone yeah. you fancy to yeah I get that I get that but uh, you're, you're right at Ward Prowse's price point if you're looking to bring anyone in then you would bring Gundogan if you don't already have him um and if even if you did have Gundogan alongside James Ward-Prowse or along someone in that bracket, you're probably more likely to bring in Suchek or Rafinha and spend the money mm. elsewhere. Yeah. Especially because Rafinha's double game week fixtures are much more appealing than um, James Ward-Prowse's. For sure. But that's nicer because James Ward-Prowse can sit on in no one's team and everyone can just enjoy them scoring him scoring absolutely worldly free that, kicks. That does happen. That's, not, I, that's I, a nice I mean, thing, that does it? happen, doesn't it? It does happen with players. Is actually like they're like four percent owned, but they're literally like the fourth highest player. It's just quite frankly because they're just not quite the priority player. You can never quite fit them in because mm. they're that's always what, that's, slightly underperforming their alternatives. That's what I'm struggling with at the moment. Is you only have three striker spots, but <laughs> yeah. as you said, DCL, Antonio, Bamford, Watkins, and Kane are all in form, and it's like yeah. I want to be able to cover all of them, but I can't have a two. Three five formation, so um, yeah, it's it, a tricky one. It's li- uh, just to give you an example. It's like Mane is five point five percent owned, but he's actually the seventh highest scoring midfielder, the eighth highest scoring midfielder. Yeah. But then, why would you have the eighth highest scoring midfielder? You just have his teammate who's got fifty more points. Mm. I know it's a, probably a bit of a bad example, but it's a similar thing in that James Will Prowse is uh, in there, but people in his price bracket, Gundogan's done better. Amazingly, Neto's done better than him this season. Suchek's done better than him this season. So when I've got to pick one, I just don't end up picking the one who's the most ex- expensive out of those players. And Harrison's only three points behind him. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think why it's have Mane when you can have his uh, yeah? Why have Mane when you can have his potato salad eating friend for one point more? <laughs> exactly. Um, and that same goes for people like Che Adams. I think Ings is the only one who's different because he A, slots into a prowess point that doesn't exist elsewhere and B, he's Jenny Ings. So you believe he's able to outperform his form, as it were. Cool. Uh, on to a bit of snog Mario Void. Now, uh, we I, we always give context to this section and no other section, maybe because the other ones don't explain themselves, but the snog is someone we want to keep in the short term. Uh, Mario is someone that we see uh, us uh, settling down with keeping in our team for a very long time and then the avoid is someone that we think people may be considering and we're just like nah just don't consider them um so starting with the uh well, let's quite well let's start with the snogs and let's start with mine um so i've gone with eric peters and the reason being is he's playing but he's not playing in defense so playing if you're gonna have a there. really if you get yeah is he left or right wing i can't remember but left. he's playing left mid um, so it may be a Bernie fan and you probably want to do your own research because I haven't done enough research on this maybe there's some person who can who will, he was standing in for but I've seen him play there a couple of times now and if he's nailed down that position and you're seeing all the predicted lineups saying that he's going to play there and I know Tom's researching this now I can see his face but um, if 
if he's going to play there, then he's a great punt because it's like you basically get a left mid for 4.7 million who's going to play uh, two fixtures and then play West Brom at home. So uh, in terms of snogs, there's not many more tempting snogs than an out-of-position um, defender who has three, on paper, very easy fixtures. He did play left-back in the last two games um, with Dwight McNeil back. Um, he's playing ahead of him. so he's. But I assume he'll be playing slightly more attacking than 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 um our boy Charlie, um. So yeah. I, oh yeah, maybe, maybe honest, unless I, I, Charlie's I, back, in which case completely ignore what I've said and take a punt on <laughs> Dallas instead. How, um, how <laughs> I do like him. Beat? I do like him as a, a Burnley choice rather than Pope, though. Four point three. I do like him a lot more than getting oh, okay. in Pope to okay, be honest, because at least at least he'll give you. Obviously, he won't give you the save points, but he has potential to do. Yeah, maybe that, all maybe, sorts yeah, of I things. Think maybe that's it. Maybe my punt's a little bit off. You can tell I didn't have time to think it through this week. So sorry, listeners. But um, <laughs> go with one of the other punts. But basically, if I were going to take a punt and I am considering it, I might do Eric Peters. Well, in uh, in line with the cheap defender punts, uh, why not get yourself some Lewis Dunk in your team? Uh, oh, Josh tasty. Josh gave a very cursory mention that I think went a little bit under the radar last week, saying that uh, Brighton, sorry, have been going under the radar themselves, um, which I hadn't actually realised. Obviously, they conceded last week against Burnley, but they had before that um, four clean sheets on the bounce. Um, mm. They had, obviously, the one against Liverpool, Anfield, then a home against Spurs, a home against Fulham, and away against Leeds. Um, and Dunk in that time has scored eight, six, six, eight, and then nine in this past week with his goal. Um, he is 3.4% owned and 4.8 million. Um, yeah, you could very well get yourself uh, Dallas for that money. Um, but yeah, Brighton are on a good run of form with the the clean sheets, and Dunk is always a set piece threat. Um, they've got a slightly more mm. difficult fixture next out at home against Villa. Um, I reckon that will probably be a score draw. Villa will, will nick that one, but um, after that they've got Palace at home and West Brom away. So um, yeah, Brighton seem to have a decent decent little defensive option in the next coming weeks. And it's interesting um, because. They not that I read too much into it, and some people are like, "Oh, using the FPL statistics." I'm like, "Yeah, but most people use FPL statistics like normal people." So here we go. Uh, there, he's ran, rated third for defenders for threat. So mm. in terms of the consideration for how likely is to score a goal, he's third out of all defenders. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, he considering does. Comp- he's got three goals this season, and he, he has always been someone who has that kind of higher threat. Um, so. If you're going to get one in, I do think Dunk is... I mean, they've got some pretty tasty fixtures coming up, really. They've got um, a couple of hard fixtures. Have they got Aston Villa up next? Yeah, Aston Villa, but then they've got Crystal Palace, West Brom, and Newcastle in the next five. Um, Yeah, I think he's he's not a bad punt. Um, If you think that Brighton can continue this defensive form, then why not? He is just one of those defenders who seems to just have a tractor beam for the ball when the when a, a cross comes in from a set piece yeah. he just always seems to get his head on it somehow um and normally he's quite uh, clinical from there as well yeah what's interesting on that one as well is and it's it's something again it's something to look at with the well actually it leads quite nicely into my ones but um if they if brian beat leicester in the fa cup this week then uh brighton also have a double game week that week uh, sorry week 26 becomes a double game week for them which is west brom and newcastle which is two very tasty fixtures, I think, potentially for them. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, Leeds went nice onto mine, which isn't a player this week, because to be honest, I couldn't really pick one, uh, because as, as as proven by Josh and Cam's picks this week, they're all pretty shit this week. <laughs> is um, So his mine's going to be more of an, an open conversation about double game week players. Um, so my snog this week really is to look at double game week players and take a punt on some double game week players. So after... Saying don't go on Pope, personally, that's not my choice. But what I'm thinking is, with the next few weeks coming up, there's going to be lots of little double game weeks that come in. And it's to look at the players for those teams and take little punts on them. So um, this week, I think the one that everyone's sort of looking at is uh, Calvert-Lewin, because obviously he's got a couple of goals in the last few games. Um, There's already confirmed game weeks for Leeds and Southampton for 26. So obviously Leeds look the last few games playing a lot better again. Josh, would you say yeah? Looking pretty good, so um, yeah. Let's go with that. We've looked. We've, <laughs> yeah. uh, we've looked. Uh, we've. We were. Yeah. Inconsistent. Yes. True. Inconsistent. Um. Inconsistent. I still don't. 
think we'll ever keep a clean sheet again, despite the fact we kept one. I still don't actually believe we kept one. So um, we still tried to give them at least five chances. <laughs> and, and Eze, so who was the, the, com- the commentator was calling him a Berry Eze? I always thought he was Eberichi Eze or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Eberi is just a nickname. Is it just a nickname? God, yeah. the guy thinks he knows him on best friend terms. Yeah, he's just calling him a Bezzy, a better Barry, a Bezzy. Like, okay, piss off. Um, but like, yeah, it was, it, we tried to give him an, an opportunity. We tried to give them loads of opportunities. So quite frankly, I'd love to see the expected stats, but I'd, I would have thought Crystal Palace should have scored, really. Um, Hence why so, I benched, benched Dallas, because... Yeah. However, yeah, I'm never... Uh, yeah. I, I, I will get to him in a second. Definitely, but um, yeah. So basically, the idea really is just to look for keep keep an eye out, especially after this um, FA Cup run during the midweek here has been finally confirmed with who's then going to be playing who, maybe in the double game weeks coming up. But you know, Leeds, you've got lots of players coming up in that double game week for, and they've got Wolves and Southampton, which could be quite nice. So Rafinha, Jack Harrison, obviously Bamford, we've already talked about, and then game week twenty six is just going to be utter carnage because there's going to be. Uh, I think looking at and a shout out again to Ben Krellin because he somehow manages to produce these spreadsheets without getting some sort of stupid migraine or maybe just sits there in pain all day <laughs> trying to figure these out. Yeah, yeah. Just aneurysms all over the place. Um, so yeah, there's going to be, a, by the looks of it, 10 double, 10 double game week teams in week 26. So it's just really just to watch out for them because you could look at getting in some of those players ready for that. And that's my sort of tip for the week I guess rather than snog it doesn't no, really I quite like that. I think I think it's really easy to look at the double game week and transfer out a player who has a single game week but you have to consider you, you uh, this is this is a really wide debate that I won't go into um, and I think it's probably been had on who got the assist and other podcasts but what time horizons do you actually look at when you bring in a player because if you look at one week then you're going to transfer out every player who has a bad fixture and then just say, oh, well, they got a bad fixture, they come out. And But then you're going to be chasing your tail. If you look at two game weeks, similar. If you look at three, if you look at four, and, and when you get to double game weeks, it's even harder. Because, say Chelsea have a double game week, just as an example to go back to earlier. If you own two, if you only own one, if you own two Man City players and you're like, oh, they've got Tottenham and Everton and you want to transfer out Reese James... He may have the double that's beneficial in 26, although I know Man City's probably a bad example because they seem to have a double every single game week. But like, it's 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 difficult to just look at it in isolation. Um, yeah. So you have to consider what those fixtures are likely to be. I think, though, to reduce stress, just forget fixtures that aren't confirmed. <laughs> Because then you can't, you <laughs> can't yeah, know. You you can know with you can do some. You could if you want. You can do some predictive modelling, and you can sit down. You can say there's there's a ninety percent chance that will uh, Man City Wolves is going to be uh, a double game week because blah 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 whatever. It's just you know just don't bother. Uh, that for me it's too much stress. Um, I would have done it at the start of the season. Can't do it anymore. So <laughs> just just have a look at the, the the fixtures in front of you, and pick players based on that. As far as I would go. Yep. Yeah, so basically, my snog this week is I went to try and pick a player, but I've struck out. So also, if you can't, really if there's no real there, really. urgent transfers, which is what I'm currently sat on, um, I don't actually need to transfer anybody in. And anyone who I would want to, who's got a bad fixture, the only person in my team who has a bad fixture is Madison. I don't want to transfer out Madison to just transfer him back in. So instead, carry the free transfer and give yourself two free transfers going into game week twenty five slash either that or twenty six. Because then you'll know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, for this double That's game week tip. coming up, I think the only, the only people that anyone would be rushing to get is City assets. Even though their fixtures don't look that favourable, they're just in such imperious form at the minute that you think they can kind of beat anyone. So, um, yeah, and I mean, unless if you don't already have him, which 43% of people already do, then I would probably get Calvert-Lewin um, or Luca Dean for... Everton because um, yeah they both seem to be reasonably fixture proof even though they've got some difficult fixtures coming up um, such as yeah City and Liverpool but Liverpool are out of sorts so they could work very well go to Anfield and get a result there or if not Calvert-Lewin at least score so yeah that's fair you've walked into my trap there welcome to my left <laughs> um, uh, no, we'll I'll get over to that. my avoid we'll get over to avoid in a bit um, so the Marys, uh, Dallas. Yep. He's, uh, 
We had him. We had him as a marry because Leeds have seven clean sheets this season, which actually isn't that bad. Aston Villa have like eleven or something or ten. Uh, Man City have a ton. Man United have like eight. Um, uh, but no one's that far ahead of them, and he's now playing centre mid. You've got to stop. Don't view Dallas as a four point eight million defender. View him as a four point eight million midfielder who has the bonus getting four points for his clean sheets because that's where he's playing it's exactly like Lundstrom from last season um, and he's playing well there he had a great shot that he nearly scored with as well last night um, so he could have had an assist and a goal and he could have been sat on 18 points and everyone would have been tearing the hair out 12 is bad enough the thing was for me was I, I definitely am going to keep Dallas long term um, he's been in my team for ages now but I viewed him as you're, as you're saying and I still do but played him at, against Everton at home, thinking, you know, at the very least he'll get an assist like he did yesterday, and he didn't. Um, and I just, yeah, before that, they'd gone three games without keeping a clean sheet, and I was like, he's not really going to do very much. So then I benched him, and it was just the, the complete wrong way around. I should have had him yeah. bench the week Because you either play three, you're, it, it, you would usually play, okay, I'm going to say I've got three, dif- the, the most standard formation is 3-5-2 three, or 3-4-3. Three, three. That's the two most standard go-to. It's very rare that you play four, five defenders in general, in mm. general speak. So all you say is, I'm playing 3-4-3, three, three, but actually it looks like a 4-3-3. Um, four, three, three. But actually, it's just because Dallas is starting, but I'm viewing as a midfielder. Yeah, that's basically it. It's just try to psychologically move Dallas up in your team. If you have to, if you have to screenshot your team, snip him out and put him on the midfield so that he's there, <laughs> that, and that makes you feel better. And you then see that he's four point eight million. I understand the argument is well, yeah, but all defenders are cheap, Josh, and there are other defenders in his price bracket that are outscoring him. Um, but Justin. for me. <laughs> For me, yeah, for James Justin, he's on 101 um, and making me lose the will to live. Um, but if I actually look, he's fourth overall, and the three, uh, the only person who's, uh, the only people above him are Diaz, who's three points above him, Justin, who's four, uh, six points above him, and then Cresswell, he's on top. Again, Cresswell is apparently selected by 24% of people, who knew? Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it essentially, it, it, he's changed role now. So that's where he was when he was defending. He's now a midfielder. Mm. So re rework your view of Dallas, put him in your team, and live happily ever after, <laughs> especially for the double game week. That's my opinion. Does that roll on quite nicely to mine then? Yep, sure. Fine. So this week I'm saying that you should marry James Justin. <laughs> um I tried to be really clever a few weeks ago and say get him Ricardo Piera and he's absolutely burnt me that fucking stupid bastard it's not over yet but Tom. it's not over yet it's not over yet to be fair I will win I will win the war but James Justin has won the battle yeah um, yeah to be fair there's a reason he's second in the list because he is playing really well um, to be honest I'm more than likely thinking I'm going to double up on Leicester defenders because their runner fixtures are looking very tasty after Liverpool this week um, they've got Aston Villa Arsenal which are a little bit you know they're not easy but then they've got Brighton Sheffield United Burnley um so I'm looking 27 through to 35 is very tempting isn't it to do the double up yeah to be fair all the way through so obviously they've got Man City in, sorry so yeah if we carry on the Man City in 30 then they've got West Ham West Brom Palace Southampton Newcastle and then don't even think about getting them for the final three games because you don't want them um yeah he, Leicester are playing well um you know, they're keeping clean sheets. He seems somehow seems to I was gonna say he seems to be scoring goals, but he is not scoring goals. He scored, <laughs> he scored one goal. Go- he scored two goals this season. It just seems to be everyone everyone just seems to be talking everyone seems to be just talking about how ridiculous it is. So um I think it's one of those where don't tr- don't be me, don't get in Ricardo Piera, just get in James Justin. He's 0.7 of mil cheaper, and to be honest, he probably isn't going to get rotated as much <laughs> as well. So, um, well, and Vardy's yeah, back, don't... so he could get some. And Vardy's back, as well. so yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, yeah, probably, probably not, but <laughs> yeah, he he's playing really well. He's not going to lose his place in that team, I can't imagine, very quickly. So. Get him in and just keep him in your team. And this is this that, goes that, when we're talking about that, that pains me. run. I, th- I suppose we never actually talk about it, but the reason we have snog, marry, avoid as a section is because 
you know, it's tempting to say that, ah, uh, you know, you look at Justin's fiction and this is your reaction when you look at it, you go, oh, okay, right, well, he's got... Maybe, I, I probably I probably would say don't bring him for Liverpool, Aston Villa, Arsenal. But then he becomes a marry because you then have Brighton, Sheffield, Burnley, then they go, oh, but you have Man City and West Ham. It's like, yeah, but you can't sell everybody <laughs> in your team. That's how. That's exactly how it works. So that's why we have to have a marry section of people that we can hold on to long term. I know that's stating the obvious, I think sometimes when people are, we're talking about this stuff, it's like, oh well, you know, he's not he's not going to score every game. It's like I know that, but he's going to score the average over time when I don't want to have to sell him. Um, so I think Justin and Dallas, for that reason, are exactly the people you want to have, so you can rotate your other defenders or other people in your team. Yep, um, and right at the other end of the spectrum to what Josh and Tom have just talked about, and going premium as you can be with a uh, Harry Kane in the striker category. Um, the guy's powers of recovery are just ridiculous. I mean, his his injury didn't look too bad when he went off against Liverpool, but um, it was Liverpool he got injured in, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was predicted to be out for at least a couple more weeks or a week or so, um, and he came back and played the full ninety and scored. Um, so provided the guy can stay fit, I think he's a shoe in to have in your team. As I said earlier, I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place trying to decide what strikers to have in my team because they've all come into form at the same time. But um, Kane, with his um, run of fixtures and just his goal scoring ability, is um, a very tantalising option. Um, and yeah, he's a, he's gone down twenty percent owned as well. You can bet your bottom dollar that people are distributing wow. it so that they're going to struggle. I didn't struggle. even notice that. Yeah, and they're going to struggle to get him back in. Um, I currently yeah. have four million in the bank, but even with yeah, four million in the bank, the only person I can move to him is Calvert Lewin. Um, so like even I am. Uh, I mean, for me, I would drop Calvert Lewin in a heartbeat in game week twenty five for um. Kane, which I think is my plan. Yeah, I mean, um, after this Man City game, which, as I said, City are playing ridiculously well, but Tottenham could well score. Or if he, I wouldn't bring him in though. No, I wouldn't bring him in for this week. No, um, I think as I said, there's all of those other six point something million strikers who have better fixtures yeah. this week. Um, but yeah, for sure after that, because they've got West Ham away, Burnley at home, Palace at home, Arsenal away, and he loves a London derby. Southampton at home, Newcastle away. So all the way until game week 30. And even with Man United at home in 31, he could still score there. So, um, yeah, Harry Kane, get him in your team, leave him there for a good long while. And um, and they've still got two games to be decided as well. So there's still the Fulham game, which was postponed, and the Villa game, which was postponed. So they're going to go in somewhere as well. Yeah. And it's Jose. So even if Kane's in a full body cast, he will <laughs> he play playing. Kane up top because... The amount of pressure that man is under is ridiculous. That is, so that is the Kane luxury be- that you have with those two, is they're the most likely to start premium assets out of anybody. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Then yeah, I don't I don't think that uh, Jose with the pressure he's under is gonna be starting old Vinny up top <laughs> instead of uh, instead of Harry is, Kane, um, is he? So is that screaming triple captain for one of the weeks where Spurs end up with a double on, on Kane? There could be some really tasty doubles, I believe. I think I've seen Ben mm. Collins planner, and I think the game week twenty six isn't that a really so, tasty looking double if it becomes a double? Tw- 20, 27, for, so if you're talking Harry Kane particularly, then 27 or 28 is going to be the one really because it's going to be Palace and then it's either going to be Aston Villa, Fulham or Southampton as the second game. Yeah, so you could have Palace um, and Fulham in game week 27. Yeah, yeah. You could have Palace and Fulham or Palace and Southampton if they continue to be leaky True. as they've been. And actually, they, how many did they put past Southampton? Was that the one they put? Five? Yeah, That was where Song got four and yes, Kane assisted all yeah. of them and then so, he got one himself I mean, the you if you're not if you're not gonna grow some balls and triple captain then the <laughs> you might as well just discard the chip. Um, so I mean, mine not be av- mine might not be available. Just FYI, because I may triple captain Rafinha in the double game week. Um, but there's a we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, I agree with Kane. Um, he's back. Get him in. Thirteen goals, twelve assists. Incredible. That's stupid. That's literally that's that's a goal involvement a game basically. Yeah. Yeah. Higher, so we, um, he's been out for three of them. Yeah, definitely. Are we ready to get really angry with our voids then? Because I'm sure this, I'm sure this is the point of the podcast where we sort of deteriorate into just shouting about how much <laughs> we hate players. Yeah. Although I don't hate. Who mine. wants to start today? Oh, do you not? Yeah. So we get mine out of the way then. Do you want, do you want so, to start then? Yeah. Do you want to start so it can like so it can slowly deteriorate downwards? So yeah. So mine's Luca Dean, um, the player that Cam has just recommended. You could look at bringing in. Um, the reason being 
is Dean has this season. Granted, he was injured for a stretch of three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's been out for nine games of the 23. Uh, he has one clean sheet. And that game in game week one. They have no clean sheets since then. They've conceded three to Man City. They've conceded against Leeds. They conceded two to Newcastle. They conceded to Leicester. They conceded to Wolves. Then before he was like, they just haven't kept clean sheets. Um, he does, granted, he has seven assists in uh, whatever many games. And I know you may then say, well, you're, you're arguing that you can keep in Dallas and not Dean. The fact is, is that Dean 1. is 6.1 million. Yes. Um, and I prefer have Cancelo um, in that price point. And I think over time there'll be other options. Um, so for me, I know he's tempting, but that fixture run, I know it's tempting to maybe get him in for the double and look, oh, two good, two good fixtures, or two fixtures, sorry, and, and Fulham is one of them. Avoid him, in my opinion, for now. Um, don't get him in for double. Don't get drawn into that. You probably have a player with a single game week who's got a better fixture. Um and then he's got Liverpool, Southampton. Yes, I know we're talking about Southampton being a bit out of form than Chelsea. Maybe then reevaluate when it gets to game week 28 because they go on a sickeningly good run. Um, and I think that's when you would probably want him from my perspective. But avoid for now. Yep. <laughs> I don't hate him. So moving on to some players we hate. I think um, I think we'll save Tom's till last. Um, so uh, my avoid this week People haven't been getting him in their droves, but I'm going to say avoid Jay Lings. Um, he started the past two games since he's come in on loan for West Ham. And yeah, I mean, the two goals that he scored in the game against Villa just should not be goals. Um, Martinez should have done so much better with both of them. Um, he's playing in a West Ham team that are full of confidence and have some reasonable fixtures. I mean, they get a little bit hard in the next two or three. But um yeah, as we said with Ward Prowse, who has pedigree, um, there are better options at his price point. So again, don't try and think you're clever and get ahead of the curve because I don't think Lingard is going to repay you in any way. Um, he just. I was uh, actually there was I was talking to someone on Friday. No, was it Saturday evening? And they'd actually cap- brought in and captain Jesse Lingard. <laughs> it was, I, I was just like, I love the Maverick move to be honest. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you actually want to win FPL or do well, then I wouldn't do that if I were you. No, I mean, and they... also going forward, I may end up doing things like that, bringing in Jesse Lingard. I'm going to basically have to tell you what I'm doing and then tell you not to do it as listeners. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like, I'm doing this, which is stupid. So don't do that. But I'm just doing that. And if it comes off, I'm sorry, because I like playing it that way because I need to get more enjoyment out of FPL than I currently am. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tom, let's go to your players. Um, yeah, so I've, I've uh, basically my avoid this week is Thomas Tuchel. Um, yeah, obviously he's not a player; he's a manager. So my avoid really this week is all Chelsea players. Um, he has he has burnt my love for Hakim Ziyech this year, which is just unacceptable. Um, he looks like a knockoff Waluigi, which um, <laughs> yeah, just pisses me off. And he's not. It's just, it's just a dickhead, isn't he? It's just really pissing me off. I like, think, I think the team, yeah. the my my issue with him is he doesn't under, he doesn't know what players to play. Um, so he's rotating basically. Before I get on the, on the full rant, avoid Chelsea players because at the moment no one knows who's actually going to be no playing. No one is safe apart from Spanish. Dave. No one is safe. Yeah, apart from flipping Jorginho. No, Spanish Dave's um, a Spilicueta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is he sorry, still playing? Yeah. Yeah, as Villaquetta's played the last three games, I think. Because ah, without... he's playing... It's, well, that's the thing is, will he stick with the back five? You... I bloody hope not. It's so it's depressing. Like, it's not attacking. It's so poor. I love the fact they spent like £200 million on pretty much attackers and they're not playing half of since, them. It's since ridiculous. he's come in, the man's... Um, as Villaquetta's played uh, for 90 minutes. Right, okay. Well, I mean, he, I think okay. I think there's some logic to that. And I think his logic is, if you look to that Chelsea team with Aspilicueta in, who's the leader on that pitch? Aspilicueta. No one. No one if he's not playing. Oh, without him. Oh, Aspil- yeah, sorry. without him. And if you put Aspilicueta on the pitch, he's by far and away the most experienced player with that attitude. You can argue that Kante, when he's on the pitch, has that 
experience, but he's not he's not a leader. Asper Equator is a is a natural born leader. So I wonder if Tuchel's come in and said one of the things we're lacking is when we go behind on a pitch or we're struggling, we don't have that player that voice going, "Come on, do this, do that," mm. um, and getting them back in the game. So it may not be that necessarily he thinks Asper Equator is the best player. Although in a back five, I would argue he's definitely the best right centre back they're going to have. I think it's more just he's he's using him for that leadership ability, and I completely get that. So even him, I would say potentially he gets dropped. I I I, I would go with Tom in that I have no idea oh, who's yeah. going to start. You can't you can't predict it. That's why I'm getting rid of Chilwell this week, which is yeah. quite annoying really because started, they've got quite a nice fixture with Newcastle at home, and going forward they have some nice ones too, but. You just can't predict who's going to play. Like he's by far, he's there's no debate about it. Alonso has been a great player and still has some really good attacking threat. But Chilwell, in my opinion, is a, a far better left back, both defensively and offensively, um, and should be starting and playing the full ninety without any question. And I mean, I'm a little bit skewed this week because as I said they they conceded a shit goal in the last game week, and Chilwell played the sixty minutes and would have got me a clean sheet, but. I can't Similar say for sure that he's. Mm. Yeah, I can't say for sure that he's gonna start against Newcastle. Yeah, which is just annoying. Old, because, yeah, it's really frustrating. But it's not and too bad because I am gonna go. James got brought on, so yeah. even when he didn't start, he's bringing on defenders. Mm. So you're in a nightmare situation where it's like I don't know if he's gonna start, and I don't even think I'm gonna get my bench player if he plays. Yeah. Now I've I'm in a situation where I just can't I just can't bother to take Reese James out. I'm just gonna sit there and wade through it and just say oh whatever. Um, no, but the, the I, only... I completely agree. Don't bring them in. Absolutely do not. Which is the point of the avoid section. Do not bring them in. <laughs> if if anything, get them out. Well, do you know what the worst thing the worst thing about it is I was um. I was obviously wasn't I wasn't watching the game. I was watching the live text, and he bought off Timo. So he's playing Sheffield United, who are bottom of the table, and he's winning two one. He brings off Timo Werner, who's playing centre attacking mid. So Timo Werner's in the wrong position anyway in the first place. He brings off centre attacking mid. Have a guess who he brings on instead of him. Uh, have uh, Zuma. No, not I say I say actually worse than that. Actually, worse than Zuma. He brings on. He brings on Kante instead of Timo Werner, and he's 2-1 up against Sheffield United, against bottom of the table. Bear in mind, he's got a bench, so he doesn't bring on Pulisic, doesn't bring on Ziyech. Um, Mount's already playing. He doesn't bring on Havertz. So he has oh, yeah. three attacking midfielders on the bench, yeah. and they're struggling to score the goals, and he brings on Kante. It's honestly like... Well, that's that's The, that's the very, man is infuriating. That's very Jose Mourinho-esque. Um, He's playing yeah. for the two one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There you go. The- there you go. So my my tip for the week is don't bring up, don't bring in any Chelsea players because he's just a B take Jose. <laughs> yeah, I mean the I'm the only upside for me in getting Chilwell out is I will be now doubling up on the City defense. So um, yeah, it's all it's all relative again. Like, um, but I do I personally more to the point is don't bring them in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> don't bring no. in any of their defenders, even Aspilicueta. Um, don't bring in any of the midfielders because you don't know who are going to start. And Werner probably is guaranteed to start most games, potentially. But he's getting played out of position and he's still and a team he's of Werner. He still hasn't <laughs> found how to finish. So until he's yeah. nailed and finishing goals, just don't bring anyone in from Chelsea. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Yeah. On to Would You Rather. Tom, okay. it's, uh, you hit it's, us this week. So let's, let's fire it's in. Me, it's me this week. Um, yeah, I've, um, I think I've calmed down a little bit. So <laughs> we, can, we, we can crack on. So... Um, yeah, I've just decided to pick some players that usually I usually I do it usually usually I'm incredibly selfish in this part and usually I do it for my own my own personal reaps and rewards. But this week I've actually decided just to help out every help out all of the three listeners that listen to us, me, you, and and, and you. Um, so the first one this week, and Cam, you can start. Uh, Luke Shaw or Aaron Wambasaka? Um, Luke Shaw. Sure. Um, mainly because sorry. Cheaper, better. Yeah, it was. It price is the main thing. Um, Bissaka obviously scored in the nine nil against Southampton, um, but yeah, he's half a mil cheaper. Um, and Shaw has been just as offensive, has more assists more. this season. Um, not as many goals, but yeah, more assists. So yeah, uh, you you could argue he's got the rotation risk with Tellers. Yeah, true. Um, if he can stay fit, I don't think that's really a risk. Um, and you've already got your fourth defender is Dallas. 
Um, <laughs> so you're fine if he does get benched for a game. Um, so I think just go with Shaw. Yeah. It's interesting. The reason I picked this one this week is because uh, Wan-Bissaka has actually got 30 more points than Luke Shaw this year. Yeah, but that's not... And Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw started from the start of the season as well. It's not like he... Well, like, for example, in didn't. that um, Southampton game, I think, like, those 30 points were probably that Southampton game. So he's got six points for a goal in that game. And then, did he get three bonus? I think he did. He got uh, he got 17 points in that game, two bonus oh, two points. Bonus. So, I mean, that's still eight points out of 30. So I think it is a little bit skewed by that freak result, which only came about because Southampton went down to 10 men. Um but yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have a United... Def- like, I do have Maguire, but I wouldn't... If I didn't have any United defenders, I wouldn't be rushing to get them in because of their fixture list upcoming. So if I was going to have one, then I would go for the cheaper one, who will kind of give me the same sort of value for money. Yeah, I also wouldn't look at the season as a whole. I would look at how they're playing now. And if you're mm. bringing in one, you play the informed player. And I know, yes, wan scored and whatnot, but Shaw looks the better player game per game. So you just have to say... It's a bit of an annoying one because it's like, well, Bowen Bissaka's got more points recently. I do think in the long term, sure, the way he's playing will get more points than Bowen Bissaka. Okay, like it. Okay, next one. Um, and I think it's one that a lot of people have been asking recently. Um, so is it premium or cheap? And Josh, you can go first. Is it uh, Sterling or Gundogan? Uh, Gundogan? Gundogan. <laughs> Not even close. No, I mean, Gundogan's play didn't start the season um and has 104 points overall um i don't have sterling's to hand right now but um sterling is only on 113 and he's 11.6 versus uh, gundwin now at 6 so yeah gundwin missed the first 6 7 games um, he didn't play he basically came off the bench in the four so he missed the first four effectively yeah. then missed another in game week seven then missed another in game week nine then missed another in game week twelve but has played two, otherwise three, since then four five six seven yeah and has played otherwise since then well his minutes Again, played is 1,305 whereas Sterling is um, 1,618 1, so he's played 300 less minutes and got 10 fewer points for half the price he's basically. played 300 less minutes and he played up until game week, whenever um, De Bruyne got injured, he basically played defensively. He only recently got moved forward. Mm. So you have to actually compare it on the statistics of basically since game and week 13. And only recently been put on penalties. Yeah, game week 13, where he's basically got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's got He has nine goals since game week 13 in the past 11 games. Nine goals, one assist in the last 11 games. For a five for a six mil now, um, midfielder, why have the eleven point six one? Unless you're doubling up and they've got good fixtures, I get it. But if you only had to have one, this I think we debated this before. But it's just like Owen Gundogan because he's mm. so much better than like than Sterling at, at that price. So get Gundogan in, and if you're if you're taking a punt in the double game week and you've only got two Man City players, I fair enough go for Sterling, but make sure you have Gundogan but first. Even when he misses penalties, he gets the full bonus points. So, yeah, <laughs> or he did score two. To be fair to him. Yeah, no, no. Right, okay, that was definitive. Like it. Okay, last one then. Um, James, Justin, or Matt Target? Cam, uh, Justin, Justin. Although it is a close one because. Um, Target since I transferred him out about four or five weeks ago. He hasn't hurt me too badly um, because his replacements have done well enough. But um, as Josh said earlier, Villa have one of the highest numbers of clean sheets this season. Um, And in more recent weeks, he's been more involved in their attacking play as well. He's had a couple of assists, I know that. Um, But yeah, Leicester's run of fixtures look nicer. Um, Leicester in better form. Justin's playing unbelievably and... I don't think you have a worry with either of them being rested. So um, for the extra 0.3, I think it is 0.4 now. I think Justin's value for money because he seems to be in the bonus points. Um, Mm. Yeah, because they didn't even score against Wolves and he still got got three bonus points. If you could deal with the amount of points you're going to bench, I actually think two Man City defenders, Dallas, um, James and Target would actually potentially be my dream back five. I'm thinking of any if I'm missing anybody else. I don't actually think I am. 
that would actually probably work quite well for me. Um, I do think it's close. But James Justin, probably because he's in my head because of recency bias as well, because his 15th and his 15 and his 9, mm. um, it's probably skewing my view of him slightly. Um, but I just, again, I, I do think that Leicester are more likely to keep a clean sheet in general going forward. Probably wrong. But um, yeah, I'd have James Justin. Yeah, I mean, Villa do have so nice fixtures not- as well. So not Ricardo, so not Ricardo Piero then? Uh, look, <laughs> I've thought about him hard, long and hard, and uh, the answer's going to have to be no. Oh, that's, that's really sad. Well, thank you, Mr. Med, for your Would You Rather this week. It was uh, an interesting one. You're welcome. One. Oh, Captain, my Captain? That sounded, that sounded, so, that sounded so sarcastic. It's like, that, sounds a bit, that was an interesting one. Yeah. That was an interesting one. It took all of about two seconds to go through each one of them. Yeah, I think, you beat, I think you beat my personal best last week of the quickest ever, would you rather? But. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm always, I always, I gotta be, I gotta be the best, haven't I? Yeah. Well, you know, gotta be the best, even if it's the best of the worst, you know? One of the two. You're always the first um, to finish. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Why not, eh? Why not? <laughs> Um, oh, captain, my captain! <laughs> Look, I'd be—I prefer finish quicker than ever finish. All right, um, so um, it's much more fun that way. Uh, so, oh, captain, my captain! Uh, I don't really. Not can someone else weeks. do it? I don't want to, have to talk about it. We've not done it in a few weeks. Huh? I'm. I'm I've had I won, we, boys. We've not really I won this week, have we? I'm really. Happy. <laughs> yeah, I won because I didn't lose. You didn't win, did you? <laughs> You didn't. You didn't win. No, as I said, I won because I didn't lose, and I beat you two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So basically, captain, my captain is. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, is basically we looked at the start of the season, and basically we looked at the thing that said that if you captain Salah throughout the entire season, basically you'll get more points than if you jump between captains. And we all went, nah, fuck off, mate. We're better at picking captains than Salah is. And what we've worked out is we're not. Um, and yeah, to be precise, we're about sixty-five to seventy-five points worse than Salah picking captain so um yeah so Josh is currently winning yeah or losing I don't know what I don't know is, that, is he winning or is he I'm losing winning he, he's, he's winning he's the first loser you're winning yeah he's the first loser so Salah if we captain him all year would be currently on 310 points um Salah uh, sorry Salah Josh is 64 points behind that with his captain picks Cam is 72 points behind and I've moved away from the century boys I'm on 76 after a couple of average weeks, really. Yeah, it was just Sounds so like frustrating is that the week that I was brave enough not to captain Salah and actually pick someone who returned, um, Salah matched to, me. So yeah, to, to give you context of like, so we obviously average this out and that we say that like we, we, we consider what we would have lost and so on and so forth and that's how we figure out how down we are. To give you context of that, uh, I'm currently 990,000th or something in the world. Cam is currently 340,000th. Um, if I had Captain Salah all season, um, I would currently be one point above Cam. So I would be uh, 600,000 places higher. Now, obviously, that takes doesn't it doesn't work directly like that because by having Salah, you don't have someone else and you don't know who that would have been. So it's like, oh, well, you know, great, mm. I'm Captain Hindsight. But irrelevant is that I'm very shit at picking my captain, but I'm <laughs> well, actually the I, least yeah. out of the three of us. <laughs> no, you're, you're better than me because yeah. I realised this week... Um, and looking at this spreadsheet just makes it ten times worse that this this week was the first time in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game weeks that I actually picked a captain returned. Yeah, that's pretty the, the only way the only time that I had wow. like bigger than six points was when it was a double game week and Salah still blanked in both of those games. <laughs> he got <laughs> some total of four from two games, which totaled eight. But yeah, before that my highest score was six. Um, which again, I think was Salah with a clean sheet bonus from a nil nil or something like that. So um, nice, yeah. Onwards and upwards, boys. I've, I've bucked the trend, yeah, and so now I'm going to pick winning captain every week. I basically so on that depressing note. Uh, I assume we're all picking Salah this week, are we? No, nope, no, me neither. Um, I'm tempted to let to make only one transfer and let another one roll over and keep him um, playing away from home, but I also might get rid. Um, because, yeah, I do want to get Kane in, but I might not be able to make him fit, so I might go to Son, but I don't know. Uh, but if either way, I'll be captaining Bruno or Gundogan. I'm on the fence. I'm tempted by the double with Gundo, but I'm also tempted by West Brom away for Bruno. So, 
I would have gone with Cancelo prior to the Liverpool thrashing. And now because they've thrashed Liverpool, I'm just like, God, if they can thrash Liverpool, then who can't they thrash? And I'm just like, I suddenly feel that Gundo's ceiling is higher. Mm. And I do still have that slight worry of Cancelo's rotation risk. Now, I don't... I don't have that worry with Diaz, but would I captain Diaz? No, because I don't think his attacking returns are that high and his ceiling is basically nine tops. But when I think they're going to score as many as they do, I'm like, Gundogan's ceiling is bloody... I mean, he could have just had a hat-trick. Mm. He could have literally just been on... What is it? He would have been on 20 points or something, or 19? Well, that's the thing. I said, I said um, when he missed the penalty, I'll take that. And I should have caveated with as long as we go on to win, because given that yeah. we then like, went on to lose four one, I would have preferred him to score the pen, yeah, because that would have been an extra one. five yeah, for me. Like, so we're only um, Leeds are only five points behind you now if we um, if we win our game in hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, sixty eight yeah, games think, unbeaten at home and then three on a bounce. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Um, when it falls, it falls, doesn't it? It, does. it falls in in some fashion. Um, so yeah, I just think that Gundo's ceiling is higher, and although I may sit there going, God, Cancelo got eight in one game and got an assist in the other, and he got five and he got 13, and he was the better option, and Gundogan got two and two, I just have to remember right now, in this moment, Man City are scoring goals, Gundo is at the centre of that, he's on penalties, and he's got two games to score a goal. Um, I know that Cancelo has the threat of goal, and uh and clean sheet, but for me, it's just, it's got to be Gundo. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm going with uh, Jao because I don't have Gundo, so Cancelo will be my captain this week. I did consider yeah, the triple captain best. on him this week as well, but um, I think there's another double game week coming, so I might save that triple captain on, and I think I might be tripling captain in Cancelo. It's going to be a risk on the old rotation front, but I think I might do it. But it's fun. Uh, so. It's fun, which is exactly why I'm tempted it, it, to do mm, triple captain Rafinha. Yeah. Because I'm going to watch Leeds and be like, come on, absolutely smash it. Um, so I think that summarizes it. Is that, is that the end of the podcast? Is that, that is. It is. Cool. Well, okay. Um, if you are interested in hearing more from us, um, we are on Twitter and we are FPL by Dummies. Um, you can listen to Cam and Tom. Um, we usually go <laughs> FPL Dummy Cam and FPL Dummy Tom. Um, it's usually also FPL Dummy Josh, but don't follow me because I've uninstalled Twitter because I can't handle it. There's too much information and I, uh, as much as I like getting my opinions out there, I can't deal with everybody else's opinions. So, um, quite frankly, He's a good one take. Quite frankly, I just, uh, I'm too opinionated and I, I spend, I, I, the, the amounts that I could reply to and say, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. Like that would take my whole evening up. So I've decided to do the right thing, which is accept that other people have wrong opinions or is it just should I just say opinions, probably, but wrong opinions. Opinions um, which are wrong. <laughs> opinions which are wrong um, and factually incorrect um, and also morally incorrect in many of the incorrect ways. Um, so I'm off it. But if you want to f- follow Tom and Cam, they're on there. Um, I am still available on the podcast, though, on iHeartRadio, as are the other two in the recording. Um, so if you want to give us a follow, give us a follow on there. I also joke. we are Tune on, in as well. Yeah, tune in. We are actually, we do joke about that each week, but if you are new to the podcast, we are also on Google, Spotify, all the big ones. Um, so you can follow us on something that you actually uh, use. Um, so I think that's it, isn't it? Um, we're back next week in a normal Next week, fashion. normal. No more. We're back to normal. No more midweek so games. You can actually listen to this podcast and you can be like, thank fuck that's over. I can actually wait a week to last and listen to those bastards again um, out of loyalty. Also, um, Tom, uh, you recommending Burnley assets? They've just lost two 0 to Burnt Bournemouth. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we will speak to you next week.